you guys hear my fan? I mean, I really don't want to part with it, but I will if you can hear it, and it's really terrible, like a 747 in the background of my radio show. Give me a heads up in the chat. Yes, okay, great, fine, fuck it. Better? I'm sure that's much better. I'm going to be hotter, but it's better. Yeah, fuck it. Fuck. Okay. Um, being premenopausal sucks. It sucks on my ass. Okay. Um, tonight's show. <laughs> I can never look at your name without thinking something dirty. Spelunker ass. <laughs> you commented at one point that McGee's book and NCIS crossed lines by being too closely mauled after his coworkers, and could should have resulted in a lawsuit. I wondered if you had any faster hard rules for including real life people and events in your works. The best rule is to not. The second best rule is if you must, they should be dead. That sounded harsh. What I'm saying is, is it's perfectly okay to include your um, historical characters, historical figures in your fiction. Um, because nine times out of ten, there's no one left to sue you for defamation of character. Yeah, but you got to be careful if they still have an active estate. I'm just saying, because you can't get sued. You know, they can sue your ass off, and then what do you do? You, you you got nothing, because as a writer, you don't got shit anyway. So that isn't a that isn't something you should mm, really play with. Now, think about McGee's book and NCIS in particular, is that he obviously modeled his characters after his coworkers. And... He made no real secret of who he was. I mean, he went to do a radio show interview while he was on duty as a federal agent. But let's think about that for a little bit. Because he's obviously modeled his characters after his coworkers. Tony, in particular, is often in undercover circumstances. And... Here's a situation where he has a co-worker who's basically writing a series of crime novels where he is a main character. And McGee isn't doing a great, particularly fantastic job of keeping his identity as, was it Jim City? A secret. So what happens in reality? Tony's undercover and someone makes the connection because they see McGee in the background. And, yeah, it is an anagram of his fucking name, right? So, <clears throat> it's dangerous. It endangers Tony and Gibbs, specifically. It is very dangerous for them. Because these, but, but Tony in particular, because he is the one they send undercover a lot. And... Here is McGee using him as fodder in a fictional, not-so-fictional universe. But the fact of the matter is, in reality, that book would have never gotten published. And if he had not gone through the security clearance process and acknowledged the book's existence and went around um, the legal ramifications of being a federal agent, um, he, would have gotten, he would have gotten so fired. He would have lost his security clearance in a heartbeat. And gotten so fired. He would have had to disclose 
to his security officer at NCIS what he was doing. He would have had to submit the novel once they when they asked him the content and he revealed the content. He would have had to submit the com- the content to legal in NCIS and they would have said, "Hell no. What the fuck are you thinking?" Hell no. There's just absolutely no way that that book would have actually been published if it was in reality. Now, the thing is, is on the NCIS, it did get published, and it didn't apparently endanger his security clearance, and it should have. And it should have resulted in a great deal of legal um, legal circumstances for him, because not only did he endanger his coworkers by using them as fodder in his fiction, he also is guilty of defamation of character. Because the worst thing you can do besides putting a real person in your work is to defame them during the course of your work. Showing them a derogatory light is the quickest way to get sued. Literally the quickest way to get sued. Um, And the fact that Jimmy Palmer didn't sue him is just pure... Hollywood magic at this point, because there is absolutely no way if someone put me in a novel and changed around my name just by changing the first letters of my first and last name and called me a necrophiliac, that I wouldn't have sued his ass from here to Sunday. Because it's not funny. It really isn't. It could have done some serious damage to Jimmy personally um, in reality. It could have damaged his ability to stay employed. It could it could have damaged his ability to get another job. And if I was Jimmy, I would have all Jim City's money. But that's just me. And that's the thing. When you insert a real person into your story, you open yourself up to... Um, legal consequences. So, like I said, it's always best if you're going to include a real person in a story, you don't make it a person who's still living. And we, we see, we see, um, Star Trek was kind of famous for it. I mean, there was, uh, <clears throat> they just totally fell out of my head. There were episodes, um, where real people appeared. Uh, there was a Voyager episode where Amelia Earhart, right? I didn't actually watch it, but I heard about it. Um, Mark Twain. A lot of times in science fiction shows and then just regular shows, and um, like there's an instance. For instance, there's a show on TV on um, TV in Canada right now the name of which has totally escaped me, that I, Murdoch Mysteries, that I watch on Netflix, Murdoch Mysteries, and Tesla is in it, and Alexander Graham Bell is in it, and um, they have all kinds of historical figures moving through um, the show as part, just, you know, either as episodes, and at one point I think Tesla was even suspected of murder, and that's perfectly okay because, um, number one, they didn't actually convict him of murder, and number two, um, He's not here personally to sue them for defamation of character. Now, it comes into play differently if they have an active estate and their likeness or their name has been copyrighted. 
um, that, that's that's when you can get in trouble. Like, um, you just you just gotta be super careful about the use of say, um, say someone famous like Michael Jackson who has passed but does have an active estate and does have um, living heirs, and the misuse of him in a piece of fiction could get you sued. So I hope that kind of clears up how you probably could get away with using, say, Graham Bell in a story, but not someone like Michael Jackson, or um, Mark Twain, but uh, not, oh God, Harper Lee. Harper Lee is someone who recently, it was a writer who recently passed. Um, I think she has a lawyer representing her estate because her sister passed first, but still, it's iffy and I wouldn't risk it. Then you have a story like uh, Julia and Julia, Julie and Julia, where a girl named Julie, and the book is about a woman who picks up the Julia child. Um, cookbook and decides to make one of her recipes every day for a year and she does a blog about it and it gets famous and um of course Julia Child was living um during the course of this book's creation um so I'm not sure if she had to it might have been a situation where the publisher who published the book also published Julia Child's books, and so it became a an issue of working out the legal rights. But even then, you have to be super careful, and you wouldn't want to go into a project like that working on it and then find out at the very end that you weren't allowed to use Julia Child's name in the book, on your blog, or eventually in the movie that got made about it. Make sense? I hope so. But on the whole, I, there are lots of parts of NCIS that really grate on my nerves. But that whole Timmy's a writer writing about his team really pisses me off. And mostly it's because I – it's just – it's really hard to suspend my disbelief when it comes to something like that. Yes, yeah, in the movie there is a scene where um, a reporter tells Julie that Julia Child disapproved of her blog. And there's also a scene in the movie where Julie tries to meet Julia Child, but Julia T Child says no, she's not interested in meeting her. Um, so, and that became a book and a movie. I think it might have been a blog originally first, and then it became an autobiography, and then it became a movie. But, um... Um, there are legal issues that I'm sure got worked out way in advance of the, of the movie being made. Because the movie was also, it had um, an autobiography basically of Julia Child as well in it. It's a very good movie. It had um, Meryl Streep in it. And is it Rachel Adams? No, it's not Rachel Adams. Someone look it up. <laughs> It's a very good movie, uh, but it had Julia, uh, but it had a uh, Meryl Streep in it playing Julia Child, and it was it was very good. It was a very interesting movie. Um, Julia says she's busy eating cheesecake. It's her civic duty. I understand. I do. I really do. Um, <laughs> so, I, you know, really honestly. Um, I think that when it comes to using real people, especially real people around you, it's Amy Adams. Thank you, Willow. 
I always get Rachel and Amy mixed up. Are they related? Julia, Julie, or Julie, Julia, Julie and Julia. Um, anyways, uh, one thing I desperately try to do is I try to keep my family out of my work. Um, and it's not just because of secrecy, but also because, um, (laughs) even if you don't get sued for defamation, there's every reason to believe they might expect some of the profits if you make any. I'm just saying, and I don't work in profit share when it comes to um, my end, to my creative end of things. Uh, yes, sometimes uh, turns of phrases that people in my life use, especially my own, end up in my work. Um, sometimes quirks, things I see people doing, ends up in my work. But the point you cannot cross is you cannot make it specific. You cannot attach it. Say you have a trait that you really like in somebody. You have to attach it to a character that looks absolutely nothing like the person who has it. Not in appearance, not in behavior, not in career, in any single way. So when you look at the creation of um, Tim's characters in his book, it's not actually creation. He didn't create any of his characters. He just transferred people from his real life into a fictional not-so-fictional environment, changed their names a little bit, and acted like he was a fucking writer. And it's really insulting. And honestly, the part that bothers me the most is that writers did this. This was writers at NCIS who did this. That They did this. This was their stupid fucking idea. And, um, it's just bad. Really, really bad. No, no Mira Carcos either. I don't, I don't really base on him. It was work-based fanfic. He wrote work-based fanfic. That is exactly what happened. He wrote NCIS fanfic and changed the names. Wait, now I'm insulted. But the part that, that gets me the most is that he got away with it legally. That there was, that NCIS never said a word about him using a, um undercover agent as the basis of a fictional character. That there wasn't a harassment complaint from Jimmy. It's just super seriously terrible. I mean, it is just seriously terrible. And... I carry my soapbox everywhere with me. Everybody should. There's this, um, it does come back to the culture, I think, of bashing Tony's character, um, that takes place in NCIS. And I have to wonder if Michael Weatherly just got tired of it. And and that's eventually what, you know, why he's left the show. And I'm really, he has the patience of a saint if it, if it took this long. For that to happen, <laughs> but I, it in reality that's a lawsuit. It's defamation. It's a violation of his security clearance. It violates personal boundaries with his um 
coworkers. It not it's not only defamation of character for Jimmy, but for Gibbs and Tony and Ziva as well. I mean, everybody in the book who has been characterized in this book has grounds for defamation of character. And honestly, in some situations, it could actually be um, reckless endangerment. And if he used case details, it could be espionage. And when you have a security clearance, this isn't the kind of thing you have to, that you can keep a secret. He would have had to have revealed his income, where that income was coming from, and then have been like, oh, whoa, whoa, you, you, would, you did a what? You wrote a book and we haven't read it? Why haven't we read the book? We need to read the book. Um, I don't know if I agree with Jimmy's being more harmful because Tim's characterization of Tony and revealing of Tony as a federal agent in his novel could have gotten him killed. Yes, the necrophilia thing is very harming. It could have fi- it could have gotten Jimmy fired. It could have prevented Jimmy from getting another job, which is definitely grounds for defamation of character. But the reckless endangerment of... Um, his inclusion of Tony, especially Tony, who worked undercover, and Ziva, who also worked undercover, um, in revealing them in the course of his book, he is that's just dangerous. Well, they had to prove that Jimmy was, in fact, a necrophilia, if, if they like, and they couldn't have proved that because it wasn't true. <clears throat> um so prison would have been unlikely, but it could have cost him his job. It could have made it impossible for him to get another job as a medical examiner because, oddly enough, they frowned on that in um, morgues and um, funeral homes. Just saying. But he could have gotten Ziva and Tony killed. In fact, I think if I wrote an NCIS story where um, the book became an issue, it would be because... uh, his books endangered uh, Tony's life. I think that'd be really interesting. Where a reader recognized Tony from a Deep Six book. Right there. He's calling Gibbs an alcoholic in the first opening of Deep Six. Hold on. Okay, sorry. I had a bigger bite of bagel than I intended to have. Julie copied and pasted this. This is the inside flat for Deep Six. The year is 2006. LJ Tibbs is, a, is rebellious by nature and scarred by childhood tragedy in the southern community of Spectre. An outcast cast in his own world, he drinks to alleviate the burden of his messianic complex. I don't know how Gibbs didn't kill him. I really don't. And what Scott, and what childhood tragedy is he alluding to? Is is he casting dispersions on Papa Gibbs, too? Oh, here's my boss. He thinks he's Jesus and he's an alcoholic and he probably got abused as a child. Really? 
in no no world in no legitimate real world would this have flown at all in a work situation but especially in a federal work situation where there were security clearances involved. Absolutely not. It is the dumbest thing they ever did on NCIS. Not the stupid... See, it is the dumbest thing, but it isn't the most outrageous thing. Of course, dead air is the most outrageous thing they ever did on NCIS. Because, serious? The most illegal thing they did was when they hired Ziva after she admitted to being... A fucking spy for Israel. No, really. She was guilty of espionage, and they made her an American citizen, and they hired her at NCIS. Just... Don't get me started. And I'm hot, 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 hot. Super hot. Not forgotten things. Lady Holder's on the air. I am indeed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, my dinner was great. I don't know about anybody else's, but my dinner was great. No I'd way. I decided to cook tonight. <clears throat> what? Shepard isn't the one that hired Ziva. Not as mm-hmm. a real agent. Shepard brought Ziva in was, as a consultant. Vance. Vance is the one that let her be a U.S. citizen after after committing espionage and then turned around and made her a fucking federal agent. Mm-hmm. After is that before or after she got his um, wife killed? Before. No, is it before? It's only been within the last two seasons that the wife got killed, I think. And he has been on board for at least three. So Julie says that that happened in season seven. So yeah, but Jackie dies in oh, yeah. season ten. Um, I wonder if Vance regretted that decision. Uh huh. I think he did. I think he would have had to. Mhm. So, um, what it boils down to is don't use real people in your work, number one, if they're living. And number two, don't use real people in their work, in your work, if they have people alive who can sue you on their behalf. And... If you like, if if you see things, you know, I'm a, I'm a people watcher. I watch people move, and they I watch the way they mm-hmm. laugh and the way they talk. I pick up their rhythms as far as their speech patterns go, and I use those things. You can't help but use those things, but you have to be careful not to use those things attached to a character, a, a caricature of a person that you know. I can I can tell you that. Um, my spouse has popped up in um, shadings of words and uh, some habits of his just because when I need a example of a guy, I live with one. It kind of makes a difference. Um, but he's, his personality has not whole, 
cloth moved into and become one of my characters. There, there's no way in God's green earth he would let me do that. It's also a bad idea because what if you get mad at your character, your your husband or your boyfriend or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you can't write your character. Yeah. So it just becomes a thing. So, you know, beyond the legal ramifications of things like defamation and um is it is it um is it libel or the other one? Um, it's libel. Um it's libel. Yeah. You get into situations where you can get sued and let's be honest, un- unless you're um J.K. Rowling or Stephen King, you don't have um, the money to defend a lawsuit, much less pay for it once it comes due. Because <laughs> you're not going to win. So just don't do it. The other thing is, is you know, if you if you feel that you're maybe shaking on putting together Putting together your functional human being 101, um, find a uh, Dungeons and Dragons character sheet, or um, I think Kira's got one attached to uh, Rough Trade, or make your own, but put together a character sheet, slap all the various things that you want this person to have in there, figure out what's contradictory, what's, what's not, and make a real functional human being and uh, put a picture on it, okay? So long as, you know, it's it's not a person in your life. I mean, I'll be honest, I use actors for faces because they're, they're very, unfortunately, they're very convenient, and their likenesses are very public, okay? But don't um, use actors as characters. No, I'm don't not using actors mis- yeah, as I'm not characters. talking about you. No. no, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about them out there listening. Don't do that. That's uh-huh. one of the reasons why I have a huge problem with real person um, fan fiction. Mm-hmm. I think it's a very slippery slope, and I don't know how few people don't get sued for defamation. I really don't. Especially all those ones where um, I was uh, I, I fell across one in the SJ fandom, of course, and it was about David Hewlett and Joe Flanagan cheating on their wives to be together. Mm. This. I didn't read mm-hmm. it because I don't read cheating fix. They don't really mess. They don't, they don't really do shit for me. But I was like, oh god, this is like Shades of Brokeback Mountain. But it's it's worse because it's just so much worse. Because not only yep. were they cheating on their wives, but they also the the writer the writer implied in the summary that they were cheating because their wives are bitches. Oh, that's just. So not only are they defaming the public figures, the they are attacking their wives who are not public figures. Mm-hmm. Uh, just don't. Just don't. And if, yes. and if you do RPF, don't share it with me and, and don't... I don't want to hear your excuses for why you think it's okay. I don't want your fucking links in my email. It's not okay. I don't think it's okay. I'm never going to think it's okay. Um, it crosses a huge ginormous line the size of the Grand Canyon as far as I'm concerned. Just to be on the safe side, just you know, don't wreck it. If you if you absolutely must, stick it on your own page so that way we can avoid it. Now I do have an RPF category on Slash World because Slash World's not about me. 
Mm-hmm. And but I don't read those wrecks, um, so I make no. Um, I don't read all the wrecks from Slash World to begin with. Number one, because a lot of them aren't my fandoms. But I pick all those fandoms up there for you guys because Slash World is not about me. It's about um, fandom in general um, and supporting Slash writers. I just find um, RPF extremely, extremely offensive. Um, and I'm not going to it's read important. it, and uh, so don't ask me to read it. And uh, God help you if you try to berate me into reading some of that shit because I will cuss you out. I will cuss you out. Don't tell me you've got a fix that will change my mind. Fuck you. You don't. You really don't. Historical figures, by the by, if you're going to mash them together, um, unless we've got them recent enough that, that their personalities are actually known, okay, um, you can probably get away with, you know, um, Alexander the Great and whoever his his uh, one of his his generals, if you will, that would probably work because we don't know them. We're you know historic. But you could um, also use the the movie portrayal of Alexander the Great yes. and just work in that fandom. Sure. Most historical figures like that have some kind of book or movie on them that you can base um, a fandom mm-hmm. portrayal on without trying to dig in and. Um, He's just, a real person? Just don't. <laughs> Use the movie version of them. Works better. Uh, have I said... I really am tired of that. i got to fix it. It will change your mind, too. Um, Jilly said it in the chat room. She says, I'm so tired of I've got to fix it. It will change your mind. Um, I've gotten it in the past for Harry Severus, and I've gotten it in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, someone sent me a Harry Voldemort one and told me it would change my mind. About oh, how God, I felt no. about the pairing. And then another person sent me a supernatural fic that was incest and told me that would change my mind about how I felt about incest and the supernatural fandom because no. they were upset and offended that I wasn't writing in the supernatural fandom because of the incest. Mm-mm. I responded no. to every single one of those with go fuck yourself. And I'm blaming you. I meant it then, I meant it now. Don't do that to people. When somebody tells you, I don't like this, do not run out and find a fucking fic to give them to make you feel better about your reading habits by forcing them to change their mind about shit. Oh, I just want to stab people. Oh, oh, oh it makes me so mad. Yeah, because people, you don't know why somebody won't uh, read something. Uh you don't know the, the reasoning behind it, and the person's not going to give you that reasoning just to make you feel better. Just don't. Okay? Yeah, just, just it's, don't. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not worth the effort. Now, Julie, didn't you do an Idris Elba in a Harry Potter fandom as well? Wasn't that you? Who yeah, cast her, um, she has, it was her... Yes, in Slytherin Black. uh, Sorry, I didn't bring it up. That's lovely. Do not harass Jilly about Slytherin Black. I will fucking cut you. Every time somebody harasses her about it, she stops writing about it and pushes it away out of frustration, and I don't blame her. I will cut you, bitches. You need to stop. And by the way, 
if one more person asks me when I'm going to start the new season of Harry Potter and the Soulmate Bond, I won't start it to the year 2025. I fucking mean it. I've got a whole bunch of stories to write and a whole bunch of fandoms. I can do it. But even if I can't mm-hmm. do it, I could write it for myself and not share it with you. Yep. I'm just saying. Yep. I just finished it. There are people who've been waiting for the next season of Sentinels of Atlantis for fucking years. They're not harassing me. They also know they're, ne- they're next on my list, but that's beside the point. They didn't harass me the whole time I was publishing something else. Are you unfun cocksuckers? <laughs> oh. Yeah. It's just... There's, I've got a couple stories that I'm starting to get people, you know, asking on, and you know, it's it's def- very definitely a case of I really would have expected most people to have figured out. My best friend is the lady who hosts this show, and I have a delete button. <laughs> you know. And I'm not in any particular urge to delete the story, but you piss us off enough, you realize we can take all our toys and go home, too. That's the other thing that people don't seem to get. And then they go, oh, well, why did Rotter leave the fandom? I don't understand. I do. I really fucking understand. I'm not saying Mm -hmm. I'm in the mood to leave. I'm just saying that sometimes it's, you know, I just want to stab people. Not, like, and cause death or anything, but just stab them a lot until they hurt. I'm all for her, for doing things to them. You know, it's there, there's a, a level of your want for my story does not entitle you to to tell me that I must write it. You know, um, there's stuff that's on my hard drive that's going to stay there for a while because I'm not in the mood for it. And since I'm the one writing it, I have to be in the mood for it. And that's the way it's going to be. Yeah, Claire, that's it exactly. Claire, Claire uh, Watson Watson. states, two days after after uh, November rough trade was cleared off, someone asked where my story was. Yeah, look, um, rough trade is not um, an archive site. If it's if it's up there, it's up there for a very short length of time, then it's cleared off. The people who um, who work it, they are not obligated under anything to um, put up the story anywhere else. Okay, so enjoy it. It's ephemeral. It goes away. And you're not copying and pasting it either. Well, I make every effort to make sure you can, but... Um, well, yeah, true. I'm sure there are workarounds, but here's the thing about RT, um, is that reading RT, reading on RT is a privilege that can go away, and I will make every effort I possibly can to kick you off and keep you off rough trade if you are an asshole to people. 
about their rough trade stories. Because you dumbasses comment on rough trade, so I got your IP address. I got your email. I can do a lot with an IP mm-hmm. address. Here's another thing to realize. When you are commenting on rough trade, um, don't tell the – don't put in the, the comment that, oh, hey, I can't wait till you post this on your site, or let me know when you post this to AO3 or something similar. Y'all do yeah, because I could go right? out of my way and send you an email to let you know I posted my story personally just for you. Fuck yourself. And, I'll, and you know what? Here's the thing. I'm going to say this, and I totally mean it. I am not Jilly James. Mm-hmm. I have one pen name in fandom, and that's Kira. I Julie James is not a second pen name for me, you dumbasses. Because when Julie burst onto the RT scene, we wrote day to day together. She wrote Emergence, and I wrote The Unspeakable Plot. Between us, we wrote three, uh, roughly 300K in 30 days. Mm-hmm. That should be all the fucking evidence you need of the fact that I am not, in fact, Jilly, and Jilly is not, in fact, me. While it's flattering because she's an awesome writer, we are not the same person. So stop assuming we are, you weirdos. Mm -hmm. Aside from that, you've heard them on on this particular program. Together. Yes, Kira, though I love the lady deeply and truly... You sound 12. Kiss my butt. (laughs) Okay. You have a very light, very young sounding voice. Jilly has a very rich, very, um, sorry, adult voice. All right. This is, do you hear what this bitch talking about me? Do you, do you hear this shit I'm having to put up with? I do sound like a foul mouthed 12 year old fucker. I know. I know. It's terrible. But, as young as I sound, Senna will always sound younger, so at least I have that, because I'm yeah, not sound 12, she sounds 5. I mean, and oh, there no. is nothing better than I a 5-year-old. sounded 3. Senna saying cunt biscuit. It yes. is amazing, because she sounds all of 5 years old. And <laughs> she is not. Senna is in her 20s, for the record. She is not a child mm-hmm. by any means. She's a grown-ass woman. But she sounds like she's five years old. And I really, I'm, I'm not someone to, to throw stones since I do sound like a child myself. But, um, so, Julia sounds like a grown woman and I sound like a little girl. There you go. And not only, mm-hmm. um, and also, Senna is also really, really funny when she's stoned because she had her hand surgery. <laughs> And she couldn't do anything but send little voice messages to Facebook chat. And mm-hmm. she's down at five years old. I was actually putting her down to about three some days. Yeah, she was, <laughs> she was she was all up in it. Yes. It was a very good time to be had. I'll put Senna on the but, air, but I'm, I'm going to have to put Lady Holder on hold because I can't have two, um, two ladies in my ear right now because i got a headache. Okay. Okay. But she, oh. I, but, she, but she hasn't called in yet, so or she hasn't. Oh, okay. uh, she hasn't hit the board yet. <clears throat> yeah, there's 
And, and yes, we know that there's uh, in-jokes that you guys are seeing in chat or we mention it on the, the show. Y'all aren't getting them all. We're not, we're not going to relay it. Suck it up. Um, and that's, that's another thing you have to think about also. When you put together um, a character and you give them an in-joke, don't make it a family in-joke, okay? Don't make it something that is readily identifiable um, because they're going to notice. I mean, especially if you know that you know, the family member that shares this particular in-joke with everybody reads the same fandom as you, because it does happen. There she is. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it definitely does happen, so be aware of that. I actually have a cousin in fandom who stumbled across me by accident. Did she disappear? Oh. Oh, I yeah, it's terrible. I, I got her. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hello, Santa. <laughs> oh, hey, say hot biscuit. Cunt biscuit. <laughs> there. Is everybody happy now? I said cunt biscuit. <laughs> Sorry. My nose is running, so I'm like trying not to sneeze and shit, too. <laughs> For the record, I'm also stoned right now. <laughs> she is, apparently. She is apparently stoned, but Senna's not a drug user. She's um she has surgery, so um her drugs are authorized. Don't go spreading shit. <laughs> they, they were prescribed to me by my doctor, and my husband's in the background yelling she's lying because he's a twat and seems to forget that it'll mess up his security clearance if his wife pops pills. <laughs> Oops. That 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 is true, Jilly Bean. That's, that's true. I Oh my god. <laughs> I really hope I hope nobody heard that. I heard something about a bottle and stealing. Oh, he said I knocked over like a a half disabled veteran and stole his pill bottle. <gasps> <That> is so <laughs> evil. <laughs> he is evil. I know. He like you guys think I'm bad, but legit. He comes up with way worse shit than I do. <laughs> what? Really, dude? Does he know that he's, he's on a podcast with like a thousand people listening? I I did tell him he's on a podcast. He's not listening to me though. But, yeah. Because the people in the chat room aren't the only ones who are actually listening. Those are the only. There's ones like a thousand who... people that can hear you right now. So. <laughs> did you hear him? What did he say? Hi, thousand people. And now he's going back up, back if into the kitchen. If there were, I'd make more money on the show, and that would be great. I'm just saying. That's true. Um, <clears throat> this small voice from the kitchen goes, if it helps, I'm topless. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely helps. <laughs> I told you I married my best friend. <laughs> We're all personally quite thrilled with that toplessness. Um, they, have, they have all decided that I need to tell you that they are all personally thrilled with the toplessness. <laughs> he goes, they haven't even seen it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't gotta. He said, we don't gotta. <laughs> Julie is apparently taking off her shirt in solidarity. I don't blame her. This is hot as fuck. I am so hot. Yeah, that's one of the bullshits about uh, being 
woman is you just can't take your shirt off in public all the way men can. Well, you can, but you get arrested for it and shit because people are fucking Puritans. If you have pasties on, they can't arrest you because it's still not public indecency. Your nipples are covered. Something that is to a true keep thing. In mind. Or a bikini top. Yeah, although there are some states that have laws that include bikini tops, so just make sure that you read the but state laws pasties. before you do it. That is some shit. Yeah. So this is actually the... Never mind. I can't... Never mind. I forgot I can't share that. (laughs) Damn it. Damn it. This is the problem with being on the air and being stoned. Free the tatas. I'm I'm serious. No, I couldn't go without a bra in public. Um, I'm at double D's over here. And that would just not be good. I'd be... That'd be more uncomfortable for me than it was for anybody else. Yeah, I see. I I'm, mine aren't that big. I got C's, but I can't not wear a bra. Like it feels weird unless I'm at home and I'm stoned and I've only got the one hand. And then it's like fuck off. I need, um, I need support. Like I need support. Yeah. I, I need them to stay where they are and not be bouncy and shit. Um, it's just for my personal comfort, not for anybody else's. Exactly. Which. Which is why about 10 years ago I stopped buying really pretty bras because fuck that shit. Lace is not um, comfortable. Well, no, and and if they've got underwire, the lace ones, it always ends up like ripping through the stitching and stuff faster. And so then you've got to right replace them your faster. fucking rib cage and into your heart and you have to get surgery. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm not kidding. I'm, I have been stabbed like two or three times with uh, um, I It actually drew blood once. With a yeah underarm. Well, I actually had it like when I was still working at Taco Bell. I actually um I I actually had to pull the underwire out of my bra on shift one day because it legit was the the underwire was actually legit stuck in the side of my boob. Like I was bleeding. It hurt. It hurt so fucking bad. I I cried. You you want to hurt a woman really quickly? Just punch her in the tit. It, it's like kicking That's, a dude in the ball. That is not good advice. Don't listen to that. Okay. What is wrong with you? <laughs> <Shit>. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. What is, what is wrong with you, Sada? <sighs> terrible. I'm terrible. Bad minion. I'm a narcotic. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have, to, I have to know how to disable my opponent. <laughs> and now my job is hit minion. That's Sada right there in a nutshell. She goes through life living a video game. It's true. It's true. I am the hit minion, though. I mean, it's she kind walks of into her room and she assesses her weapon options. I actually did that when we were at Hollis Garden today. <laughs> <laughs> I made him. I made him take the wine glasses off the table because I kept like looking at it, like I could just bust this and like stab somebody in the throat. <laughs> Don't you just go knock it off the table when you see it? Because I do. Yes, every time. <laughs> I just want to take my hand, and I used to work at Olive Garden. It's the really sad part. It makes me want to do it even more. I'm like, I just want to take it off the table and, and knock I, all of them off. I had those weird off. destructive urges, and I don't know where they come from. It's it's the goblin. It could it's be. your inner goblin. It could be, because I'm thinking to myself, I wonder what would happen if I set that on fire. Bad idea. Bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that. Well, see, this is why I don't have a kitchen torch. I want um, one. It's a bad idea. 
I want one so bad to make caramel brulee at home. And the husband's know, like, right? no, you can't have one. You cannot have one. This, okay, Julie cracks me up every time she says this because I can't argue with her on it. But she says that I'm the magical love child of Ragnarok and Alton Brown. I, and I can't really argue. <laughs> that's exactly what you are. <laughs> Half goblin and all sass. Yep. We've actually, I actually, my husband used to hate, um, oh, God, Good Eats. He hated it for a long time. And I was marathoning it while I was, like, recovering. <laughs> and we got to the jerky episode, and he's, like, addicted now. He's got it on DVR. <laughs> it's set to record every time it pops on the TV. <laughs> it was the proudest moment of my life, getting him addicted to Alton Brown. <laughs> Did you lose your phone again? No. Are you reading li- the chat? I was just listening to you ramble. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't <laughs> no, help it today. <laughs> it's perfectly all fine. <laughs> I don't have navel lint. What? Come on now. <laughs> I'm maintenance myself. I take care of things. <laughs> I just pictured Dobby knitting little socks out of neighborhood. <laughs> and just in case we didn't realize it, Senna is in fact stoned out of her damn mind. I don't check to see if I have navel lint dibble. I just know that I don't because I'm a lady. <laughs> I'm a fucking lady. And in the South, when you're a fucking lady, you don't have things like navel lint. She doesn't fart either. <laughs> <laughs> if I were to do something like that, it would only take place in a bathroom. Thank you. I'm sorry. I can't quit giggling. I do glow. I don't sweat. That that's ridiculous. <sighs> Uh, hydrocodone of some form. Mm. I don't know where the bottle is right now. I threw it away. Well, I didn't throw it away, but I'm allergic to that city because um, that really limits me to high level opiates for pain when I'm having, you know, if I have to have a procedure, which sucks because I hate taking those. When I have my gallbladder out, I got like 10 Oxycontin. I took two and flushed the rest. Well, at first I really didn't want to take them. And then I hit my incision on the corner of the counter and decided that I kind of didn't have a choice. Yeah, you walk, yeah, I can take it. Yeah, that, you know, just, just the one. It'll be fine. Yep. It, I, I was able to, like, actually close my hand around a doorknob today, though, and that was kind of awesome. I didn't try yay. to turn it because I was afraid I would actually hurt myself, but <laughs> I was like, yay, I can make a closed fist and flip people off again. Woo! Congratulations. Yep. I gave my husband the finger the other day. He grabbed my burger. I said, let it go. I was like, so serious. He was like, what? I said, don't. You need to let my finger go. And he was like, why? And he used to hold my burger finger. I said, because you are limiting my ability to communicate. <laughs> it is a free bird. And it is freedom of expression. 
And you were acting like the man right now. <laughs> and I will show you what happens to the man in Sparta. You know, he, he, he literally cut my ability to communicate in half. <laughs> I love you, Jilly. <laughs> yes. Jilly says, we what we have here is a failure, failure to communicate. To communicate. <laughs> ah. Ah, best thing ever. My dog thinks she's a cat. (laughs) It could be worse. That's true. She could be trying to jump on my wrist again. She could be that earlier. (laughs) She could have delusions of grandeur, think she's a lion. (laughs) Oh, God. Or a hellhound or a Cerberus. (laughs) Well, I I can't say what it was. But there was an animal in our backyard uh, last spring, I want to say, and uh, she certainly thought she was bigger than it. That is definitely not the case. It could have, like, squished her in two seconds. But here she is barking at the fucking thing. I'm just like, really? Really? I got a little dog. This is what we do? I got a little dog, and, um... They're assholes. Yeah, he is. He, um... He is Jack Russell, and um, he's a little dog. Parsons um, Russells are pretty tall. The Jack Russells are pretty short to the ground. Um, and he's a Jack, and he is um, convinced of Cisco's ability to defend him. This is really not a thing because, like, he'll like pick a fight with a big dog through the fence, right? And the big dog will be all, all trying, just, just trying to get through the fence and. Jack has pissed him off so much, just totally pissed him off. Cisco come around the corner and sit down. And that dog will look, tuck, and run every single time. So it's given Jack a um a delusion of I don't I don't want to say grandeur, but like um safety. So I took Jack for a Little walk. Dog, he decided man. he was gonna pick a fight with a pit bull. Oh my god. And it was just me and Jack. And I was like, oh, I snatched him up off the ground. I said, shut up. <laughs> do not do this right now. Your brother is not here to protect you. Or me. <laughs> that too. You should have seen that pit bull raging oh against his chain. Oh, my God. He was so mad. Because my dog is an asshole. Oh, that so moment when home. you got one of those. Friends put him in the backyard. Like, Let's go for the walk because he behaved. Well, of course. <laughs> That's right. I, I put my dog in the corner. That's what I did. Jack hey, got a timeout. He deserved it. He deserved <sighs> it. He shit. almost got you hurt. Well, fucker. Little dogs just think they're big. Oh, I know. Nibbler has that problem. She's like. When uh, when we lived in Vegas, one of my neighbors had this lab, and I don't know what the fuck they said it, but it was about the size of a pony, a small <laughs> pony, but a pony nonetheless. But a pony nonetheless. And uh, we had we had leash laws in our neighborhood, but the owner wouldn't follow them. So I'd be taking her out for a walk, and uh, she'd see this fucking dog and she'd howl at it every single time. So one time, 
the fucking lab comes over to her and starts sniffing her. And, of course, she finally realizes, oh, hey, this thing's like twice my size and could probably eat me and just pees all over the sidewalk. I'm like, really? <laughs> really? That's what you get for being mouthy. <laughs> well, at least what you get for being sniffing. Mouthy. He was just saying hi versus... Well, and that was that was my thing. I was like, well, thank God he didn't really decide to get pissed off with your little ass because, geez, I'd have had to pick you up and fucking run, and I can't run. <laughs> <laughs> the shit you do for a little dog. How did you tow his little ass all the way back home? And he was still stuffed <sighs> because he was still mad, right? Yeah. What? Where are you going? I want to go. Dog. I want to go say some more shit to him. If it was about a hundred yards from my house, he went limp like he was just completely dejected. <laughs> See, when they get like that, you feel even worse because they are tiny. So they've got like that little face where it's like, I promise I won't do it again. I won't get myself in trouble. And they've got it down pat. And you have to like not be swayed by it. But it's really hard because they're really fucking cute. Because it's the only reason you don't kill him for being a little asshole. Yeah, I'm well, talking I about apparently you. affronted his dignity. Um, he didn't appreciate <laughs> being... I, I don't even know, you know. Little dogs have... Especially Jacks, they have so much dignity. And when you... Um, uh, I don't want to say he was embarrassed, but... <laughs> affronted. He was affronted. And when you affront a little dog like that, they don't even know. What, they're just like looking at you like you have betrayed them. You have betrayed their heart. Yeah. You have broke his feelings. It, it, it's, it's like you have crossed a line and they're not sure how to handle it. You have crushed their tiny little soul. Damn and they won't trust you again until you have a biscuit to give them. Right, yeah. I did bribe him <laughs> with bologna later. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Because he was looking at me like I was the devil. So I was like, fuck it. I only have one solution to this. So I got out some bologna <laughs> and he's, his eyes glazed over because that's right. Because you, I exactly. I'm not above I my dog for affection. I'm not above <sighs> pride mine either. I get her, uh, I get her peppermint cheese. Like, that is her favorite. The end all be all. I can put pills in that. You're breaking up. Did you move away from her oh, body? Shit. No, um, the planes fly over sometimes. It fucks with my signal. Really? Am I still breaking up? No, no you're yeah, good now. Yeah, it's annoying. Okay. But um, I I bribe mine with uh, pepper jack cheese. And <laughs> I, can, I, can put, I can put anything in it. I don't care. I can put her pills in it, whatever I want, and she will eat it. And she doesn't even notice that there's anything in it. My mom's Jack Russell Beagle Mix. She used to stick his meds in pieces of cheddar, and he would put the whole piece in his mouth and then get it. And uh, Yep, exactly. He would get it until the pill was out, and then he'd spit the pill out on the floor and walk away, wagging his tail <laughs> the whole time. Just like, yeah, I got my treat, and you got to clean that up. <laughs> I can't give Jack cheese because he gets gas, and I can't talk. No, no, dog. Mm-mm. No, no. See, and mm-mm. little dogs with gas. There's nothing worse. I'm telling you, there is absolutely nothing worse than a little dog that has gas. What dead <laughs> thing did funny. you eat? And you realize that they only eat the dog food. And you're thinking, what the fuck is in your dog food? What mistake <laughs> have I made? 
What did I do to deserve this? I Are you eating possum in the backyard? What? <laughs> did you eat the ass end out of a cow? I mean, where did we go wrong? <laughs> Ew. What? I just realized what I said. <laughs> <laughs> That was, that was pretty gross. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I gotta go. You we have cows. <laughs> no cows. This is a cow-free zone. We'll sacrifice them like we do the harpies. <laughs> hey, we agreed to no ritual sacrificing of the unicorns. We said nothing about harpies. Okay. I don't know. I don't think I agreed to the non-ritual sacrifice of um, a uniform of unicorns. It was your idea. I, mean, I don't think so. I don't believe. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I we have that. to remind each other sometimes of. Oh yeah, I did come up with that. That, that was my idea. Moo. Moo. <laughs> It's never going to stop being funny. It's really not. <laughs> well, I've exhausted like, the topic, and I've bitched, and Lady Holder's bitched, and Senna's bitched. I say we get Jilly on the air so she can bitch, too. <laughs> okay. I put you on the spot, but I think you finished your cheesecake. <laughs> If Julie is finished doing her patriotic duty, I guess it's her turn. Say goodnight, Senna. Good night, Senna. <laughs> <laughs> so now the grown-ass woman can talk. <laughs> I just finished my patriotic duty. It was like, you know, voting or something. <laughs> just tasted good. <laughs> so here we are together, you guys. We're not the same person. We are not the same person. You know, I think it's just the same one one person who keeps writing me and calling me Kira. And it's like she just <laughs> does not want to absorb the fact that I am not you. And I know she's listening to the podcast because her last email said on the podcast when you were talking about having alternate writing IDs, it made sense. And I understand it now why you have this one for NCIS. And I was just like, I don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't understand. (laughs) And while we're on the subject of me and Jilly, um, Jilly's RT was not my bunny. She did ask me if she could use my shepherds in her verse for her Tony kidnapping thing and for being a shepherd, and I said yes. But that is the limit of my contribution to her RT. So please stop suggesting that she's riding my bunny. Thank you. Little weirdos. <laughs> I meant that with all affection. Unlike all the other times I call people weirdos this evening where I really meant it. <clears throat> where she really meant you... You know, batshit nutters, stop it. Well, just, um, she just means it affectionately, you little weirdos. We can go back to the topic because um, you are, uh, you, you do have some opinions about McGee's book, don't you? Oh, I have some strong opinions about McGee's book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, his book, oh man, that just it was just stuck in my craw, and I just knew if I ever wrote anything around uh, the hiatus era that I would have to address that book, uh, which is why it was you know came up in that EAD fic that I wrote. Mm-hmm. Is you know, and and I didn't ex- I it, I don't think people get over it when you do something like that to them. I don't, I don't think. Could. You know, and the part that the at the end of the story, um, which isn't published yet, uh, Jimmy's having a hard time even being civil to McGee because he's so angry uh, about um, being characterized uh, almost, you know, because he, he, they caught it before the book is published um, as, you know, a necrophiliac. And he's really angry because that could have destroyed his professional reputation. And he's still in school, too, at that stage in canon, so... Um, yeah, there's just no, there's no making that okay. But NCIS made a lot of shit okay that is not okay. Right? Like, um, um, when Mike Franks gave Tony a concussion, um, to get away from protective custody, um, and that was, like, apparently fine. For the record, that was Uh, not fine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but Mike Franks also murdered somebody in that episode, and that was apparently fine too. <laughs> right? So it's just I, the show just has the most flexible um, view morals. of more. Oh yeah, of, of morals, you know. And they try to make uh, it's bizarre when you know, especially Gibbs gets on his moral high horse about you know, we have no choice, this is the law, when he's let multiple murderers get away, multiple space murderers, as opposed to a multiple murderer, <laughs> get I away I mean, including with himself. Himself, his mother-in-law, Mike. I mean, who knows who else? I'm sure there's episodes I'm forgetting. Those are the ones that stand out to me. But anybody close to him, or if he thinks that there's a good reason for it, it's like, oh, the law is the law. We are, we are, we are here to exercise our duty, and without prejudice or passion, unless you're close to me or I really understand what you're going through, <laughs> then it's <laughs> then, okay. Okay, yeah, we understand. It's not your fault. It can't be that bad. Extenuating <clears throat> circumstances, you know, it was all right that you shot that person with no when they were unarmed. That's fine. It's all right that you knocked out my senior field agent in the in your desire to get out and murder somebody. That's all right. No big deal. I'm over here just fuming. Gibbs killed the man who killed his wife and daughter. Yeah, you know, Jeep, that's it, exactly. It's just Tony. And I feel like that is the tone of the show. It's just Tony. Right? Yeah. I agree with that. When a, when, a, when a whole show's tone is dismissive of your life, I'd want to get off that show, too. <laughs> I'd be like, oh. It's just bullshit. It is bullshit. But in terms of um, the topic about, uh, you know, um, 
one of the things I do is when I meet people who have interesting quirks, um, I may I have like a little notebook of interesting quirks, and mm-hmm. um, I actually don't note where I whose quirk that is. Good idea. And so it's just a list of like interesting things that people I've run across do, or little ticks, or and I don't associate with a person. And then sometimes when I'm trying to put somebody together, I'll pick um, this this quirk and this quirk and you know, the person will speak this way, and then they have, even if it's a little bit that I know probably came from my mother or a little bit from my sister or the guy at Starbucks or the crazy lady who wears clown socks, you know, it's all all, it's all just a little bit of that person, a little bit of the next person, and it, the end result doesn't resemble any one individual. And to the lady at Starbucks, I'm wearing clown socks, stop it. <laughs> you are ruining Starbucks for me. <laughs> Crazy lady. So it's, it's, she sits, it's like she sits down right next to me. I don't know if she's wearing – actually, now that I've seen her, I, we're starting to recognize her, and I know this – oh, my God, clown socks lady. She always manages <laughs> to sit right next to me, and she crosses her legs, and then she bounces her foot while she sits there drinking her coffee and reading. And there's these clowns, and they're just fucking staring at me. And I'm like, okay, I can't concentrate anymore. i got to go. The guy can sit there with the out-of-tune guitar, and that's perfectly fine, but I cannot deal with clown socks. (laughs) Okay, Jeep just said in the chat room, please, please, please don't call customer service to complain. About what? The clown socks? (laughs) (laughs) If it was an employee, I might have to do that, but I don't know that I can call customer service and complain about how customers dressed. If all their employees were wearing clown t-shirts or something, I might, you know, go, what are you trying to do? Could be her cell phone signal. Um, 